0: Hello, my amazing and wonderful friends. I'm Paige Anderson, and I am your host today for Growing His Light for Teens. I am so excited that you are joining me and other teens from around the world as we come together to implement one practical tip every week to help you become who you are truly meant to be and help you prepare for the return of our Lord. You are powerful. You are important. And you were safe for these days. This podcast is for you. You youth who do not want to settle, who know you are meant to do great things and know that with the help of our Savior, He can help you to use your spiritual gifts to change the world. It is time for us to flood the world with His light. So let's change the world. Hello, hello and welcome back my amazing, wonderful friends. Oh, how much I love you. I love meeting you. I love hearing from you. Thank you for your comments, your notes and your words of encouragement. I am just, I feel so blessed that you take time out of your busy life to listen to this podcast and I pray it is because you feel the spirit. And I pray that the Spirit will be the one touching your hearts today. And as always, if you haven't said a prayer before this podcast, hurry and pause it. Take a quick moment to pray, to repent, and invite the Spirit to be with you in abundance. Because Heavenly Father loves you. Heavenly Father loves you. Heavenly Father wants to speak with you. He wants to speak with you. And I hope that the exercise last week helped you draw closer to Heavenly Father, and helped you see your prayers in a whole new light. So let's get started with today's. Okay, so I'm so excited for this one because as you guys know, one of the seven pillars that we are focusing on is gathering Israel. Why? Because President Nelson has said, this is your purpose. This is the greatest purpose, the greatest mission that the world has ever known. There is nothing as important for you in your life As the gathering of Israel. As the gathering of Israel. And we're going to take this in a whole different perspective in a way that maybe you never realized before. But part of that, as you know, it's the tribes and everyone just trying to bring people to Jesus Christ. And I believe that as we love other people, that love and example can bring us to Jesus, can bring others to Jesus Christ as we come closer to Jesus Christ. And as I shared in the other one, like we love God because he first loved us. Now, if we are filled with his love, how are we going to show up for other people? How are we going to show up? So I actually was just My friend just shared this with me today, and it was so perfect and so fitting. I'm so excited to share it with you. But back in 2015, Canning conducted an interesting experiment on the power of perspective in a a photograph. And they enlisted the help of six different photographers and asked them each to independently shoot portraits of a man named Michael. But there was a twist. Each photographer was told a different thing about Michael's background. The photographers were told that Michael was a self-made millionaire. Someone, who, someone else was told he saved someone's life. Someone was told he was an ex-inmate. Um, another one was told he's a commercial fisherman. Another one was he was a self-proclaimed psychic. And lastly, a recovering alcoholic. Now, Michael was an actor and he did his best to take on just the personality and characteristics and kind of act like that person that they had already been told who he was. And so when they came to take his photograph, they kind of showed up with that only that knowledge in their head. Like, Hey, this is an ex inmate. This is a recovering alcoholic. This is someone who saved someone else's life. And so they came and they would ask a few questions, but really they had in their mind, This person was, and they took photographs based off of that. Now, what is so fascinating about this is how different the pictures showed up, and I'm going to link this in there. It's called Um, in case you want to look for it, I'll also put it in the show notes, but it's Canon the Lab and it's six photographers, one man. So you can look it up that way, but it'll also be in the show notes, and always it will also be on the what's it called, page? Web page. I can't even think of the name. It'll be on the web page. But there were some interesting aspects that came in. One, one of the photographers, so then they brought all of the photographers together and they hung up one picture from each of the photographers. And one of the photographers said, what was interesting is when he walked in and walked up, he was like, wow, those pictures don't even portray the man that I shook pictures of like, it doesn't even look like him. It's not even like him. And that's because in his mind, he had who that person was. He had his story already made up about that man in his mind. Verbiage that the one guy used is, that's really strange. These don't look like portraits of the character, the guy I know. And what's so powerful about that. And the reason I'm sharing a photography video with you and granted she was doing it because she's teaching my daughter photography and she's a phenomenal photographer. She's one of my kindreds. I just love her. She's phenomenal. But the reason she was sharing it was the same reason they did so that you can get a better um, picture of someone you need to kind of let go of the story you have of them and really try to get to know them and try to portray that. But I want us to take it to a whole different level, a deeper level. What if the story, the character we put on everyone was a divine child of God, a divine child of God? What if we let all the other titles, all the other judgments, all of their other accomplishments or lack thereof to the wayside? And we weren't trying to gain their approval because they were someone. We weren't trying to be... Like not including them because they aren't someone. If we put all of those titles and all of the worldly things away and we just let them be them and we recognize that they are an important and valued son or daughter of God, if that is their character, how would we show up? And I had an experience when I was younger and I had this a few times. So my dad owned some successful companies when I was younger and I remember one time. I don't I was like in junior high-ish age and I was sitting at one of his companies that he owned and was running he was like over it and I was just in the lunchroom trying to get a treat and it happened to be a lot of their lunch break right after and so while I was getting a treat a lot of people came in really didn't pay attention to me one of them kind of vaguely said like hi, most of them were looking at me like really weird, why are you here? And none of them really gave me any time or attention or thought anything about me. And one of them came over and said, oh, like, who's who's your parent? Like, why are you here? And I said, oh, well, my dad and I just said his name. And suddenly, instantly, because I was his daughter, I was treated completely differently. And the people that had ignored me up until that point, some young, you know tweener girl had ignored me came over and started caring who I was and everyone's like oh you're so cute you're so pretty and I suddenly had all these compliments and all this attention and I'd had this happen before when people found out like oh who's this or like what's your parents position or things like that that I I wanted to be like you're rude (laughs) like before you knew who my dad was You did not care who I was. You didn't give me the time of day. And I just remember being the tween I was. I was like, you're kind of rude. And I don't want to talk to you. I was a little bothered at the time. But it was such a great example to me of never care. Never care. Like if someone is someone important or not important. Like it really Really doesn't matter. And I'll share some stories about when we get into identity, um, some of my experience with celebrities, and anyway, some of that jazz later. But it goes, the same goes for that. Like, if we care who people are, if we're putting like, oh, this person is homeless, here's the story I'm going to put behind them. And so let's take the weird situation that happened to me (laughs) and reverse it, okay? They suddenly cared about me because they knew who my dad was. And that bothered me. Isn't that why we should care about every single human being? Because we know who their father is. Because we know they are a divine, a divine son or daughter of God. Had I realized the depth and the connection, maybe I would have like not been so bothered. As you guys know, I really like Andy Andrews. And in his, in one of his many books that I read, he talks about how a character of a true person is I will treat the maid at a hotel the same as I treat the owner of the hotel and he actually doesn't use hotel he used like I think it was the governor, like he was talking to someone and they only mattered until, oh wait, the governor's here. I get to go meet the governor. I'm going to go leave you and meet the governor. But I used the hotel one because I actually worked in like the fanciest hotel. I'm from Utah. In Utah, it was this really beautiful hotel. It was the year it was completed and it was really neat experience. But I remember people specifically talking about the owner of that hotel and how the owner would memorize and get to know the names of some of the maids, of the workers, of the bellman, of his concierge. And he would get to know them and shake their hand and he would go around and he would acknowledge them and give them attention. And I remember admiring that about him and that that was neat. Like he was known in the hotel as he cared about like all of the employees. And he, you know, maybe he couldn't get to all of them because it's a huge hotel, But he did take time to get to know them. And if you remember, that goes back to being what? Be monesque, right? It's the Jordan. It's the Jordan style. It is caring about the person. And so today we are going to take that aspect and we're going to personalize it. And again, the point of this, your challenge for this week is anytime you interact with anyone, I want their number one story. You tell yourself about that person. It's not the labels. It's not what they wear. It's not what they look like. And it's not if they're famous or they're not famous, if they're popular or not popular. But the number one story and identity you give them is that they are a child of God. And look for the good in them. Because I personally believe, and also so does Sister Nelson, our prophet's new wife. I love Wendy Nelson. She's amazing. But she even says that. She says that maybe people can fill it on a cellular level what we think about them the story we tell ourselves about them she calls it cellular level that my feelings about you that your soul can fill it that your soul can fill it and I believe we show up we show up differently with each other when people have that story when they have that when we give them that story and again after the fun Photography lesson I went with to um, go have some treats and desserts slash late lunch thing with my kindred and my oldest daughter and we were talking about the power of knowing the behind story of any person the power of knowing the rest of the story. Because I, again, another thing I learned at a young age is there's always two sides to every story. And I might have my side and I might be really attached to it and really believe it. But when the Lord sees it, he can see both sides. He can see mine and he can see someone else's. And say it was someone else that hurt me he can see their pain and their triggers and the place that got them to that point where they hurt me. Or maybe it's vice versa. Maybe I'm the one sadly that hurt or offended someone else. And they might be like, Oh, she's awful. She's horrible. And the Lord could be like, well, if you see her story, if you know her pain, you would see why she showed up like that. And so as we stop those judgments and stop thinking one person's better than the other, or one person's more right, or even that with us, and we're just like, do you know what? Your main identity is a son or daughter of God. How would you show up differently? How would you show up differently with friends, with strangers, with acquaintances, with people at school, at church, and even within your family, if their main identity is a divine, royal important son or daughter of God and we choose to look for the good in them how will that change how we show up one of the photographers that was told he was a psychic had said it pushed her into a space she normally wouldn't have been in like you normally wouldn't be like are you really psychic? Can you hear what I'm thinking? It's like the gift of Ammon, right? Ammon could read King lamonice that. Some people say that not psychic. Like that's different, right? Like we're not going to mix those two up. But the thought of like, you can hear my thoughts and she didn't know. She has different beliefs than us, right? But it just made her like think differently and act differently. And all of them, the one that was the inmate, like, okay, like, Ooh, like maybe you're more intent, like tense by them, maybe you're more worried, whatever it is, instead of letting go of those preconceived beliefs and notions about the person and letting them show up how God intends them to. And most importantly, it goes along with the amazing talk Eyes to See." And in that phenomenal talk, which I absolutely loved, she actually quotes columnist Dave Brooks where he said, "Many of our society's greatest problems flow from people not feeling seen and known. I want you to think about that. Many of society's greatest problems flow from people not feeling seen and known. Then he shares there is a core trait that we all have to get better at. And that is the trait of seeing each other deeply and being seen deeply. And then she shares how Jesus Christ sees people deeply. He sees people deeply. So what does that mean for you to try to implement that this week? What does seeing people deeply do? It means taking off the labels, taking off the story or the things we put around them, the character we turn them into and seeing them through the eyes and the lens of Jesus Christ. He she shares, he sees individuals, their needs, and who they can become. Where others saw fishermen, sinners, or publicans, Jesus saw disciples. I want you to think of that. They just thought they were sinners, they were fishermen, they were publicans. And no, Jesus is like, those are my disciples. He saw them deeply. He saw them as divine children of God with great potential. Okay, she continues, um, where others saw a man possessed by devils. Jesus looked past the outward distress and acknowledged the man and healed him. And healed him. She continues, even in our busy lives, we can follow the example of Jesus and see individuals their needs, their faith, their struggle, and who they can become. As I pray for the Lord to open my eyes to see things I might not normally see. Have you ever done that? I pray you will do that this week. I pray that you will go on this journey with the Lord this week. Last week, I hope you drew closer to Heavenly Father and closer to our Savior through prayer. This week, I hope that you will go on a journey to start seeing people as He sees them with the goodness with the goodness and if you do not remember this talk even if you do it's such a great talk eyes to see i hope you will go back and re-listen to it and re-listen to it because seeing others through the lens that heavenly father does will change you remembering who their father is will change how you show up for them. Just like the employees of that large company suddenly treated me very differently because of who my father was. And they're like, oh, I should be kind, I should be respectful, I I should change how I behave. If we would do that, remembering that everyone is a child of heavenly parents, of heavenly mother and heavenly father, that they have the spirit of the Lord. Everyone is born with the light of Christ in them. If we can look for that light, if we can look for the great gifts and qualities Heavenly Father made each of them. The scriptures tell us that he formed them, that we are wonderfully and fearfully made. So are they. So are they. So pray for eyes to see, take off the labels, and treat everyone as a divine son and daughter of God. Because you remember who their father is. And what he gave and sacrificed for you. For you. The respect and love we can have for our Heavenly Father. And for his children. One of the photographers said, this has taught him to try to dig a little deeper. And to end the video, it said, a photograph is shaped more by the person behind the camera than by what is in front of it. So I want to take that saying and I want to flip it. What if the person who shows up in front of us is more of what we believe them to be in our hearts? Because as Sister Nelson said, what if they can fill it on a cellular level? My prayer, and I'm so far from this. I'm still so flawed and so weak, which is why I'm trying to like improve all of these areas. And I'm working on them too all the time. And I'm trying to get better. My prayer for myself, and if you want to do it too, is that when other people come in contact with me, That on a cellular level, they will feel that I am looking for the good in them. And I see them as who they truly are. A divine son or daughter of God. You are amazing. I love and appreciate you all. And I pray you will have a fantastic week. Looking for the good in others. And remembering who their father is. And who they truly are. Because I believe that is what President Nelson meant when Heavenly Father can use our spiritual gifts to change the world. That is a gift to be able to see people as they truly are a divine son or daughter of God and to breathe that into them and reflect that to them can change their souls and that can change the world. It is that powerful. Until next week, my amazing, wonderful friends goodbye